0: now, over the past few months, we have seen something of a tech winter, or some might even call it a tech wreck, as tens of thousands of jobs are shed worldwide by giant dot com and social media companies. But are those redundancies only scratching the surface? For every fully employed person at a company like Google or Twitter, there may be a handful of other jobs dependent on that post in support industries such as HR, recruitment, hospitality, legal, etc. So is the tech wreck even worse than we feared? Donald who is is the president of uh, the Employment and Recruitment Federation, and is sitting in front of me. Good morning, Donald. Good morning, Joe. So, do you have an estimate, roughly, for how many people directly employed by the big tech companies might have lost their jobs in the last, I don't know, three or four months?
1: I don't have a specific number on it. the The total number of people employed in the tech sector is somewhere between thirty seven and, and forty thousand uh, people. So, what we've seen come onto the market are quite staggered. So, if you think about it, we're seeing uh, job seekers in the hundreds coming on to the job market, and there's still a lot of demand in the in the sector. So, um, I would say it's a bit of a tech correction more than a tech winter at this stage, based on how much hiring the tech companies did during the pandemic and immediately after the pandemic.
0: Mm. And I was talking there in the queue about the uh, jobs dependent on these headline jobs. Um, And I listed some of the sectors. It's quite a few. I mean, it's a concentric circle. So if one well-paid job is lost uh, with a big tech company, Would it be five other jobs affected? Not necessarily lost, but affected.
1: Yeah, certainly affected. And actually, it can be as as much as 50%. Because if you think about large tech organisations, the large tech companies, uh, their directly employed headcount, their full-time equivalents, you can have as many people that work there as professional contractors uh, and also as agency workers on an outsourced model. So, and, and that's not just in the, on the tech side of things, that can cover everything, as you said, to the customer roles like customer service, the uh, catering roles that provide all the free snacks and mm-hmm. catering for those organisations, but marketing, HR, mm-hmm. finance. Um, Security. Exactly, you know, operational staff as well. Um, It's quite interesting because the, um, you know, if you think about professional contractors, for example, um, we don't tend to see the data hit the labour market about professional contractors because they provide services through either their own limited company or perhaps through an umbrella company. Mm -hmm. So they're not typically affected uh, by redundancy programs uh, because they don't operate under the employment legislation; they operate under contract law.
0: Um, Now, today, we're talking about a relatively robust Irish economy. We're talking uh, about a a lot of competition for jobs. We're we're even talking about skill shortage and all that kind of stuff. But are you worried that at some point, potentially not this year, potentially next year, potentially never, that there might be an inflection point whereby the cost of employing these people, perhaps the cost of living in and around Dublin becomes such that there may be an actual drop in overall employment in this sector?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think for twenty twenty three, we're very confident in the labour market and its performance. We see that the number of people coming onto the labour market are going directly and immediately into new opportunities, and actually, it's and
0: po- they might even get a payoff as well. So it could end up being financially quite valuable for them.
1: Yeah, potentially, if somebody uh, takes a package to exit an organisation and go do- and goes directly into a new organisation, it can it can work out favourably. Um, but there will be a tipping point at some stage, and that's what we're trying to to balance because there's still. Uh, wage inflation. We're still wage inflation is probably still running at about four and a half percent. So there is upward pressure on salaries. So we are seeing that the cost of living crisis. We are seeing the pressure in the supply chain on the increasing costs of doing business is having an is having an effect. Uh,
0: But the demand for technology jobs is still very robust, I need to stress. Uh, Is that correct?
1: Correct. And it's not just in the technology sector. So if you think about some of the people that have been displaced are highly skilled, highly qualified software developers, project managers, uh, automation testers. um, So very skilled people. Um, And they are in demand not only in the technology sector, but in financial services, in the pharma and biotech sector. Because Mm -hmm. if you're a software developer, if you're a Microsoft engineer or a Java developer, uh, your skills are, are... You're very mobile. You're very mobile and your skills are required everywhere.
0: Uh, and your and your salary reflects that, I'm guessing. Um, how much of these developers and Java script writers and coders and all that kind of... Stuff, uh, how much could they could they work from home, and how much could they even be kind of based somewhere else? Uh, given the fact that they, they they can't do it as long as they have just a laptop and a bit of broadband, obviously.
1: Yeah, well, it depends. There's a number of factors that it depends upon. You know, whether they're under a contract of employment or whether they're self-employed as a professional contractor. So they mm-hmm. can work as long as they're tax compliant and they pay their taxes wherever the duties of the role are being carried out. From uh, they have a good level of flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that we saw that was quite in- interesting during the pandemic is with hybrid working and remote working, organisations were able to access talent from uh, other countries and from elsewhere around Ireland. There has been a bit of a swing back towards the hybrid model where companies are more likely now to mandate two to three days in the office uh, and that's a factor when it comes to hiring as well. Okay, uh, and
0: in, in non-technology sense, um, there's still a, there's still a fair bit of competition out there, and you think that the labour market will remain fairly tight this year?
1: I think there's plenty of demand in the labour market this year, so we're, our medium-term outlook is still very positive. Donald, thank you very much for coming
0: in. That's Donald Dunne, the president of the Employment and Recruitment Federation. Breakfast business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.